Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. We're here at the Deerfield Crossing Chick-fil-A in Mason, 5150 Merton Drive here in Mason. The fourth of six special events previewing the high school football season from around the greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Uh, before I start here today, I want to give a special shout out to operator Marcus Schleit and uh, Heather Schleit for their hospitality and their entire staff for uh, uh, having us here uh, for the very first time for the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. So again, thank you very much to Marcus and Heather for all of their hospitality and uh, their friendly smiles as they welcomed us here to the restaurant. I'm speaking with 15 coaches overall from around the area over these six special events. And uh, just a reminder, this WCPO High School Insider Podcast is brought to you by Chick-fil-A, Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Enjoy a free Chick-fil-A original chicken sandwich in the Chick-fil-A app August 21st through the 31st. And uh, pleased to be joined by the Kings High School football program first. We're going to be talking about Kings and Mason here. And uh, nice coach Alex Garvin, uh, kind enough to bring a few of his players along as well. We have uh, all three seniors here. We have uh, offensive lineman, offensive tackle actually, uh, Camden Crooks. And also, uh, too many positions to list, actually, here. But uh, DB, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, Paul Kelly, there on the end. And then also linebacker and defensive back, Colton Wisebrod. They're all returning starters from a Division II state semifinalist team that was 13-2 and a year ago. And uh, certainly uh, raised the standard for Kings football. And, uh, Coach, want to bring you in the conversation here. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Knights and give us a snapshot of what you've liked the most this preseason as uh, we head into the second scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we graduated a lot last year. You know, we had 18 seniors, uh, very senior-heavy team, but um, these three in particular were the foundation of our of our youth, and all three of these guys were all league and um, got some, some higher recognition after this season. So uh, we really built our foundation off of these guys and a, and a couple other younger kids, and uh, our offseason has been really good. You know, we, I think, I think the, probably the, the best thing for us was that uh, these guys got to experience that run last year. Um, so the standard of, of what it looks like uh, to, be, to be a great football team and a great program and a great locker room and uh, to, to have a culture that sustains the behaviors uh, required to win. And, and I think these guys are doing a great job leading the way for us. And uh, this summer has been a lot more about reps and a lot more about teaching and a lot more about the finer details. And uh, these guys have really, again, I can't say it enough, they've really helped set that foundation for our younger group and uh, really led that uh, very intentional practice time uh, and it's been really good. I think we're in a good place. We've had a lot of really good practices and uh, one really good scrimmage and excited to kick it off. You know, we had a conversation in April, I, I, or it may have been May there, when I visited uh, Kings, and we had a lot of college coaches uh, visiting your program. And uh, I know this is a special journey, a new chapter in Kings football, but still I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about just kind of the conclusion of, of last year's team and, and such a special team. And how does that momentum really carried over for you know, you mentioned uh, these three returning starters, but uh, what's that done just for the program, just overall this offseason? The momentum, for sure. I think, I think what they did and accomplished last year um, certainly helped keep the ball rolling. We started back in January. It felt like we didn't miss a beat. Now, we didn't have a lot of those leaders in the, in the weight room with us, but um, we didn't miss a beat in terms of what it's going to take to win. Um, you know, and, and I get really excited because these guys are in a position to show that, yeah, the last, group, last year's group was really talented, and we've had talented groups before. We've had talented groups before that didn't win anything. 
Um, so to have a talented group is one part of it, um, but maybe even arguably more important is having a locker room and a, and a culture that is uh, set for the all 80 players and the, and the you know, 10, 12 coaches uh, to put ourselves in position to keep that ball rolling. And, um, you know, when we, when we show this year, because I think we can, we show this year that we can do it um, even after losing 18 seniors, I think shows that that group was really talented and we love them and we miss them. And, uh, you know, I think those guys will be in the Hall of Fame, some of them in the future. But I think in reality, it's, it's more than that. Football is a, is a whole team effect. And uh, I think it happens starting in January. And these guys didn't miss a beat this offseason for it. And uh, so we're excited to roll out on a Friday night and, and see what it looks like. Paul, I want to bring you into the conversation here a little bit. What, what were the weight room sessions like maybe going back this winter and kind of the vibe among you and your teammates uh, going into the spring and summer? Uh, I feel like uh, the younger classmen really stepped up in the weight room this year because they watched us do our big, incredible journey and how like they just bought into the process and trying to get bigger, stronger, faster, just to contribute and try to repeat history like we did last year. Colton, what did you learn from last season's success? Um, I learned that it's more of a team effort, and it really showed on defense how our defense was really good last year because we all focused on making plays together and not just by ourselves. It didn't matter about one person's stats. It didn't matter about that team stat. We had multiple games where we only had shutouts on teams, and we didn't let up many points, which really helped our offense, who was very explosive and scored a lot. Camden, uh, obviously a lot of people looked to Kings last year in the offense. Obviously, both sides of the ball were very, very strong, but a lot of people saw the, the numbers that were put up offensively, uh, w namely Will Coker and Michael Massari. Um, tell us a little bit about the offense this year and what you like most. Uh, yeah, we had some big holes to fill, um, but a lot of guys from the previous classes stepped up and um, seen the success last year and um, wanting to be a part of that, they decided to put in the hard work and um, we've had a bunch of receivers step up, uh, O-linemen from, I think we have a couple freshmen that are stepping up, getting some varsity reps, and uh, that's a big contributing factor, um, just having those guys step up and be ready to take the challenge. You know, Coach alluded to the culture, Camden. I mean, what, what, tell us a little bit about that, that locker room and, and, and what it's like just you know, with your teammates, that camaraderie you guys have. Um, it's a real brotherhood. Um, when one person's down, we're all down, and uh, we try to pick them up. Uh, we work hard together. When one person's feeling it, we're feeling it. Um, we encourage each other. We build each other up. Uh, we got three values. Um, biggest one is love over everything. We love each other, and um, I think we show that on the field. Coach, you brought these three guys for a reason here, obviously being returning starters and seniors, being a part of that. But uh, tell us maybe about each one of them and how they've improved from a year ago in your eyes. Well, the biggest for all three of them has been leadership. And that is probably uh, an understated value that you can't see on the field. You know, we talk a lot about how the, the, the Friday night game, the two hours, is the tip of the iceberg. It's the show, and it's what everybody gets to see when they come to the stadium. But they don't get to see what these guys have done for the last eight months uh, to put their teammates in, in, in position to win. So um, leadership for sure. I mean, Camden uh, is an all-state offensive lineman coming back, and he's really led the way in making sure our O-line uh, doesn't, doesn't take some time off. I think in general, uh, a guy like Camden could, could get complacent and know that he's good enough, uh, and he did a good job last year. He could probably do a good enough job this year to be considered successful, but he wants to make sure that whole unit, we were just talking about our scrimmage from Saturday, he's not happy with any of it. 
uh, you know, he knows we have a lot to work on. And that that's the that's the beginning of not only leadership, but also knowing that that your your work is never done. Um, if you ever think you're good enough, um, you've missed the mark. So uh, Paulie is our dynamic one. Uh, that's going to be a fun, uh, I think, battle for a lot of coordinators this year on the other side of the ball because we put Paul anywhere we can. Uh, he could play two or three positions on defense and about five on offense. So um, we're going to make sure he's got the ball. We're going to make sure we put him in positions to to make plays, both on offense and defense, and returning kicks. And because uh, you know we've seen for years watching Paul that when he's got the ball in his hands, um, good stuff can happen. So. Uh, it'd be it'd be on us if we didn't put the ball in there a couple times a game or lots of times a game. So um, Colton, I would say, is probably our our stud on defense. If we have to have one guy that we knows what's going on, he plays the field side uh, outside linebacker. He's got coverages and fronts. He's got to know the whole thing um, in general in a game plan. He has to know what everybody's job is. What a defense. We're just talking about you know the Springboro scrimmage, and his first comment was, "Yeah, but we didn't do enough scouting, so I didn't know exactly what we were supposed to be looking at." So um, I think for a guy like Colton, who's big enough to play linebacker and fast enough to play DB, and um, we got him in a good spot where he can kind of um, quarterback the whole defense for us right there in that field side linebacker. So um, again, leadership underneath the water level is probably the biggest thing. But all three of them have had a great off season, and. Uh, we're counting on them to have big things this season. You know, Paul, a lot of people are talking about Division Two around Greater Cincinnati and especially the Eastern Cincinnati Conference, the ECC, obviously. Um, when you look, kind of look around, and I know you guys are focused on Kings and first and foremost, but, you know, can you talk about how strong Division Two is around this area this year? Yeah, there's a lot of great competition, but I feel like, you know, this team that we have this year, even last year, like losing all those seniors, I feel like we're still up there and we're still competing for ECC and maybe even farther in the playoffs. Colton, if somebody from the outside isn't familiar with Kings football, how would you describe a Friday night there at the stadium and, and maybe just, uh, you know, the community coming out and supporting the team? Uh, the Kings community, everyone always shows up and everyone's there to have a fun time. It's always loud. It's really hard to hear out there on the field. You can get confused easily, but it's really fun. It's loud. It's an enjoyable time. And then after the game, everybody's always sticking around, hanging out, going out to the restaurants nearby and eating. And we just have a good time. What's it been like for you just to be a part of Kings football? What has it meant to your life? For me, um, I've been doing it since second grade. I've had a great time. I love playing football. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love the family part of it. That's one of our big sayings. We break out to it a lot during uh, practices because I feel like um, football brings everyone together and it makes you more comfortable. And it, say someone new comes into the school and they join the football team, they're immediately welcome. They know everybody and they feel like they belong. Camden, what's it been like to play for Coach Garvin and, and maybe just what Kings football has meant to your life as well? Um, playing for Garvin's been amazing. Um, we had a coach step down, O-line coach, recently, and he, uh, he filled the shoes immediately. Um, he really enforces our values. Um, playing for Kings football, um, it's amazing. Um, it's a unique experience. Uh, Friday night, we walk down with those drums, and uh, stands are packed always. You hear the cheering, and then uh, we run out of the tunnel, and it just gives you goosebumps every time. Uh, we do a prayer before every, like, it's, it's just a giant family. And uh, it's blessed that we get to like play football together. I was going to ask you what it feels like, but you're telling me goosebumps, even for you as a player, right? Yeah, 100%. Goosebumps every time. Um, hair stands up on your back, everything. <laughs> Coach, uh, 
I want to ask you this. I, I kind of asked a couple other coaches on our podcast series here uh, this preseason about what, like, what is a Friday for you? Uh, kind of curious. Uh, known you for a long time, but uh, you know, even before the lights come on, before the kickoff, you mentioned to me how you really enjoy the summer workouts, the preseason. But uh, what's it like for a Friday morning or an afternoon for Alex Garvin getting ready for a, a regular season game? That's a good question. I talk to these guys all the time about making sure that your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is very similar. Uh, really try to get yourself in a routine. And I guess I'm not much different. We try to keep Friday for the coaches very similar because when you go into something and you've got confidence uh, because your body's feeling good and your mind's feeling good. So um, I spent a lot of time on Friday, uh, you know, during the lunch hour, kind of walking around talking to the coaches that are in the building. I always go out to lunch and talk to these guys at their lunch tables and just kind of it's really not a lot of football talk, just making sure we're, you know, how they're doing, how they're feeling. Some of them are getting really nervous. Some of them feel really good and confident and somebody's sick. So, you know, I'm checking on, you know, whatever. So just kind of getting around all of the team, all the coaches, all the players, just making sure we're, we're all ready. Because I think really what's, what's unique about Friday is then that ball kicks off at 7 o'clock. Uh, you got to all be laser focused in the same direction. And so part of Friday, from really the moment we go to our team meeting at about 2.30, 2.45, is all about aligning our, our, all of our arrows, you know, aligning all of our, our, our gaze on what the goal is from 7 o'clock to 9.30. And uh, so my job is to, and my excitement, what I love about it is getting around and talking to everybody and making sure that the walkthroughs are crisp and that our, you know, our gaze is in the right direction, making sure our, our bus is focused and quiet and making sure we're ready. Our walk, you know, we get out to the field and get ourselves ready. It's, um, I'm not doing a lot of the coaching at that point, you know, you know, the phrase hay is in the barn. I got other coaches doing a lot of the coaching. I'm just there to make sure that our, our arrows all align and we're ready to take care of business. Uh, you mentioned these three guys, obviously, but before I let you go here, I mean, I know you have several other players you can mention, but uh, what are we looking at uh, as far as on the field, offensively and defensively, maybe some players who have emerged from a leadership standpoint yeah. and skill-wise as well? Yeah. Oh, man, my list could go on. We've had, we had probably, I mean, I don't know, you guys probably know a little bit better than I do. I, I bet we have 16 to 18 offensive guys and another 16 to 18 defensive guys that have had significant summers. Um, I think we're pretty deep at a couple spots. Um, we've got some position battles going at a couple of them still um, because we got a lot. Of, I mean, we had a lot of holes to fill, so we had a lot of guys that came into the offseason really working hard to fill them. And um, the way injuries go, it feels like all of them are going to get a shot at some point or another. So um, obviously, I think just seeing the depth emerge has been fun. So Grant Nury's um, got almost every rep this summer at quarterback. He's the incoming sophomore, and he's just had a great offseason. I mean, he's kind of had to. Uh, he's had to step up and really be the leader on that side. We added a couple um, unique O-linemen uh, to the mix and, and just kind of build, build some depth there. But, you know, Cage Payne and Asher Ewing and Nate Wagner have had great off-seasons. Ryan Doofman, is a, he's been playing for three years up there. So um, that's been kind of fun. Um, you know, Nate Lyman's coming back at receiver. Cato Meisner's coming back at tight end. Paul's been playing everything on offense. Uh, Carson Lindholm stepping up and running back. It's just offense has been really fun because there's just guys everywhere that we're trying to get some reps going about six or seven deep on the O-line. And um, the defense also had a lot of holes to fill. I mean, I think we probably are bringing back really only these two um, that got significant minutes last year on defense. So, um, and then, you know, Patrick is a junior and he, he played linebacker for us. And our D-line has been awesome. Uh, Little Crooks, Gavin. 
Um, Caden Walker and Cato's playing over there too. So uh, Mason Smith playing in the inside linebackers done a great job. Anyway, I could go on. Sure. Carter Poirier had a great offseason, put on some good weight and speed and toughness. He's playing safety for us. He's been fun. Um, so, All right, now the toughest question yeah. of all, what do you order at Chick-fil-A? Paul, we're going to start with you. Definitely the chicken sandwich meal. Just simple. All right. Colton? Uh, I probably get a 12-count nugget with a sandwich. Of course. Camden? Man, I'll tell you what. I get the 12-count nugget, and I get the ranch cup and the Chick-fil-A sauce cup, and I mix them together, Ooh. and you pour it over it. It's delicious, man. Oh. We're getting some smiles in there in the audience as well. Coach? None of them said anything about the, the milkshake. The cookies and cream milkshake. Whatever well, you get, to, you got to put you. the cookies and cream milkshake on top of it. So <laughs> I do just the chicken sandwich, but I always get the milkshake. Very cool. All right, guys, really appreciate your time. Hey, Coach Alex Garvin, Camden Crooks. Uh, we also have uh, Colton Weisbrod and Paul Kelly. Really appreciate your time and perspective. All the best of luck to the Knights this season. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you.